Hello everyone and welcome back. I'm your host Patrick Craig and you're listening to the African Innovation Show brought to you by Africa Reno. Beautiful people and welcome to today. It is a beautiful day in Dakar and right now I'm standing in the foyer of the Radisson Sea Plaza Hotel overlooking the magnificent bay as we welcome the delegates, speakers and startups for this year's Africa Arena West African Summit. Throughout the conference over the next three days, I will be chatting to as many stakeholders as possible to share with you as much insight as we can on what exactly is happening on the ground in this exciting tech ecosystem. So be sure to check out all the micro episodes from this West African Summit series so that you can understand the many perspectives and ideas, lessons and learnings coming out of this magnificent region. First up guys, a massive thank you must go out to all of our sponsors and partners for making this West African Summit happen. To DER, La Delegation Générale, Al Entrepreneuriat Rapide, the International Trade Center, the French Embassy in Senegal, Amazon Web Services always stepping up, Orange Ventures, and then all of our greater partner network for making this summit happen. If it wasn't for each and every single role player in this whole journey, we would not be here today. So we wanted to say a massive thank you to each and every one of them. Right, so without further ado, guys, we have a whole bunch of awesome interviews lined up for you. So let's get stuck in, shall we? Guys, welcome. We're sitting with Gabby and Lamine from ParkSmart. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Welcome to the Africa Arena West African Summit. It's so great to have you guys here. Is yeah. it first time Africa Arena? Uh, actually, no. I was in Cape Town in 2019, so this is actually my second time, but it's my first time in the West African uh, one. Nice. And so, yeah. for those who don't know what parks, what you guys do, just give us a, a synopsis of what problem you're solving or what, where you're adding value in the world. Perfect. So, in 2008, uh, when um, we, I, I moved to Senegal, um, I saw that there were so many issues with parking, and it used to frustrate me to walk on the uh, on the street because the cars were being parked on the sidewalk. So it was just like something has to be changed. So I started a company called ParkSmart. Initially, the idea was just to basically create a new parking lot and just kind of see where that's going to take us. Yeah. And as we were building it, uh, we realized that there was a need for technology. Exactly, and uh, basically we're trying to digitize parking and transforms emerging cities into uh, smart cities. That's super cool. And are you guys just operating in Senegal or you're in other cities for now? Yeah, so right now we're only in Senegal, but of course the idea is to expand to West Africa and actually our solution is so portable mm -hmm. that you can practically use it in any other country. And how's your experience like? Why are things like this so important for what you guys are trying to do? I mean, you know, you've been to one before, this is your first time. Yes, it's my first time. So, I mean, yeah. what, yeah, how's the experience been in coming to things like this and, and, and how's it adding value into your world? I think it's just great to be around a lot of other entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and kind of just see the same kind of struggle that we're all going through. Yes, and the networking, we're building a lot of relationships. We, uh, we're sharing uh, the social values of what we're trying to do. Sure. So it's great. Yeah, we like people to understand that there's a solution to uh, such a social problem mm. in our environment. Yeah. And we're making a difference. And how long you guys been operating now? So we've been, the online version has been around for about, I would say nine months. Okay. But the physical parking operation has been about two years. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, a lot of um, founders, you know, when you've got an idea, it's very challenging taking an idea from concept into fruition. Yes. Um, one of the biggest themes that came up in the UN conference that we had on, on Monday and, and just in kind of generally when we've done this is, you know, how do we seed capital? So tell us a bit about walking through your journey around taking your thing from an idea to, um, to fruition. 
Yes, I think uh, in a way we do have to uh, first test the product, make sure that there is a demand for it, talk to the client, get a lot of feedback, uh, and you know that usually leads to a lot of tweaking. We realized that we made a lot of assumptions that uh, we had to readjust in order to really fit the, uh, uh, the opportunity that's in front of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe you got more to say about this. Yeah, I mean, just like, I mean, uh, coming to this, uh, just learning from the VCs also the feedback, you know, what are they looking for? What kind of numbers are there they want to see from the company? I mean, I think that's really important because sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get in our little hub and we don't really think about these other things that we need to consider. So. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, being being a female entrepreneur mm -hmm. in the States, how has that journey been for you? You know, I think a big part of the mission that we're on with also the Africa Arena is, is creating, also talking about, like, how do we make it more inclusive for female system in this place? There are obviously all sorts of reasons from, you know, traditional ways that, that, that we've, you know, the social upbringing, societal upbringing, things like that, that we, you know, education systems, old beliefs that, you know, females must be a certain thing and have to do a certain role. There's all that crap, right? But yeah. talk to females who have, um, who may be watching this, who have an idea or starting their journey, any lessons or insights that you'd love to share with them? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, as a female founder, um, it's just, it's actually, fun. <laughs> I find it really fun actually. Um, just to kind of be creative and you know just don't think that there's a limit because you are a female or because you're a mother. You know just if you have an idea just implement it and go for it and you're gonna have a lot of you know trials and errors and uh, I mean I just maybe to all like new female founders just try it. I mean worst case scenario it's not gonna work and okay you gotta go get a job but at least you try you know you you, you try to do it so that's really important. And um as a, as, a, as a male counterpart in that space, because it's, it's a duality, right? It's a both. So, you know, it's kind of like one is saying to females, hey guys, you got this, step up, like, you know, remove that kind of traditional taboo that maybe you've been born into or family is kind of projected onto you or socially conditioned onto you, you know, as a result of your upbringing or family upbringing, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But as a gent in this kind of sector in this space, what could you talk to like fellow guys who are founders who have got female founders in their team or they've got, you know, their partners and they, and they, what insights do you want to share or lessons or? Yeah, no, uh, gladly. In terms of why there are so many males in this industry, is uh, it's really because the uh, the industry is not being fair on, uh, on, uh, on, on all sides. And I think at the end of the day, entrepreneurship, it's really a roll of dice. It doesn't really matter what kind of strategy you have. You need to get lucky. How do you create luck? You create combinations. You know, you make sure you, you approach the problem from different angles. So it doesn't even make sense to, uh, um, uh, to be comfortable in a situation where everybody has more or less the same point of view. You want to create diversity and you want to make sure you have different perspective on your problems so you increase your, your opportunity to success. And you know, you guys are addressing quite a serious need that I think most people, especially in developing major markets where there's not a lot of order, there's kind of a lot of chaos. Yeah. Um, I'm sure with that comes a lot of education around, like people probably don't even think that there's such a solution as yours mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. that exists. So you're yeah. doing twofold, you're marketing and you're doing a lot of education around it. Tell us about some of that journey and some of the lessons you've learned or some of the things you're excited about or maybe it's the opportunity that, that exists as a result of the chaos you know, in, in emerging markets. It, it, yeah. It's kind of funny because I think, um, I'm talking to a lot of the operators, which are the people that manage their own parking lots, um, I mean they just didn't Think that this solution was available for them. Um, so when then we realize, we show them, okay, you can have acquired data from what's going on with your own employees. They were really excited about that. 
Um, now, the, the training portion was actually for the people tracking the information. I think that's like the harder sell for us because a lot of these guys, especially in the, um, in the operators that are for profit, they tend to, you know, put a little bit of money on their side for them, but they, I think they don't really see, um, it, it's hard to kind of turn them around and see the benefit that they can also get. You know, they're, now they're using technology for what they do. Um, and so that, that, that's been kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. do you guys work with street parking as well as like parking uh, centers or hubs? Yeah, we do both. And you know, quickly going back to her point, I think uh, you really want to take a step back and recognize that you know you're dealing with people at the end of the day. Sure. Certainly with different means, but with the same uh, the same ambitions, the same means, uh, the same needs. Really, they don't have the same means, but they have the same needs. And uh, once you recognize that, it's just a matter of creating. The, uh, the right interface in order to be able to satisfy that need that everybody has, you sure. know, the, 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 they're pursuing their own uh, happiness and mm -hmm. uh, they want something that, that works for them and, uh, and you got to pay attention to that and usually it's, uh, it's, a great, um, it's a great experience, it's a great journey. So. Awesome. And um, tell us a bit about what do we look forward to in ParkSmart, like where, where's your guy, where are you guys going, what's, <laughs> what, what exciting adventures can you talk about or where, what's next for you guys? How can we help people who are watching? What do we like to say? Investors maybe interested or yeah. anyone? I mean, where, where are we going? Yeah, I mean, definitely like to. Uh, we want um, merger markets to re to to really feel like they have the power to actually make these kind of changes. You know, I mean, ParkSmart started with the idea. Of course, we're offering the technology. We're giving the operators the tools. But really, it was more for the community. Everything started because we just felt like we cannot walk on sidewalks because cars are parking on sidewalks. And we kind of wanted to stop that. We knew that that was not going to be an easy task, but that's ultimate division. And so how do we uh, create all of our solutions for ParkSmart? Ultimately, that's the goal, that people like emerging markets are able to see a beautiful city where rules are being followed to some degree, right? Sure. But we also have the technology to help them make better decisions, okay? So now if you have 10 vehicles parked on the sidewalk, even with our um, enforcement uh, software, you can, See that those vehicles are still there and now the police or someone can come and do something about that. I mean, do you not, are you not running the risk of turning everyone into telltales or, you know, into what? Like tell, telltales. Tattletales, yeah, tattletales. Yeah. 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 Like the more eloquent names. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know, I think it's bigger than that. Yeah. The, uh, I, yeah. In many ways, we, we present it, and that's you know really for the investors and sure. the people who can uh, uh, assist and uh, follow us on that journey. There's a real opportunity to do something completely unique, you okay. know, because the environment is unique in the sense that we uh, we have a, a, a strong labor force that's actually not very expensive, which can part of the solution. When because really when we talk we're talking about modernizing the, 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 the parking industry, we think of robots, we think of machines, sure. whereas here it's a, it's a mixed solution. Sure. So all of a sudden you are bringing to the table scenarios that a lot of people haven't even anticipated. And I, I think, uh, yeah, there's uh, something interesting is going to come out of this. Yeah. Super cool. And um, I mean, how, how, where, how do you guys make 
uh, how do you guys make money? Like, how do, what is the business model behind Parksmart? So right now we charge, uh, the, the software is uh, free for operators. Okay. We charge for the reporting. Okay. So an operator can say, okay, well, I'm going to be able to track my vehicles. He can see like daily what's going on. But with our reporting, he can see, okay, how much was I supposed to make? How much did I actually make? Um, what vehicles have been here for 30 days? What vehicles have been here for 60 days? Uh, did they have any kind of, did they break any rules? So with that information, they can make smarter decisions. And uh, so that's one set of the revenue. And the other one is what we were pitching for, which is the reservation portion. Okay. So if people reserve uh, spaces ahead of time, we will get a commission for every reservation that somebody makes. And does that work on street parking as well, or is it just privately owned spaces? Very good question. Yeah. Well, for now, it works only on uh, uh, parking garages, so private spaces, could be hotels and so on. But the ultimate goal is actually to do it on the street and with actually people who who, who hang around the, the sidewalks and uh, uh, volunteer to clean your car. Yeah. Okay. So I think we can create a real opportunity for them to, uh, to, to have the a more formal uh, uh, career mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, you know, and participate in this ecosystem. Amazing. And so how can, if, if anyone's interested, how can they get hold of you? So um, they can look for me, Gabi.Marin, at parksmart.com, or they can go to our website and just uh, send us a, an, an email from there, parksmart.com, P-A-R-C-S-M-A-R-T.com. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, park with a C. <laughs> park with a C. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, congratulations. Thank I look you forward so to much. watching what you guys do. Good Thank luck you. on your journey. Yes. And uh, I look forward to touching base with you guys in a year or six months and seeing how you've, how you've developed. Okay, yeah. awesome. Exciting. Yeah, Thank keep you. in touch. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Remember, there are many, many more from the West African summits. We've cut them into micro episodes just for you to consume in small doses whenever you have the time or the headspace. And uh, trust me, guys, there's some really, really great interviews in that series. So be sure to check them out. And if you have any questions or any queries or any suggestions, drop me an email, patrick at africareno.com. Otherwise, we'll chat to you soon. Till next time. Cheers.